And uh, fashion bloggers especially tend to blow up out of nowhere. <laughs> like you'll be following them one day and, and they're like, oh, they have, you know, 500 followers. That's awesome. I love them. They're great. And then you look next week and they're like shooting a Neutrogena commercial. Um, <laughs> so I kind of scouted just through my own list of people who were interesting. And then, you know, we found some on YouTube or girls started writing us and they were like, you know, I really love your brand. I would love to collaborate with you. Um, these are my stats and I think we'd be a good match. And we honestly, the inbox is full of brand ambassadors and affiliates and people looking for collaborations on a daily basis. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show where we interview founders of fast-growing seven- and eight-figure e-commerce businesses and e-commerce experts. They'll tell their stories, share how they 2 x their businesses, and inspire you to take action in your own online retail business today. And now, here he is, the man in the mix, Kunle Campbell. As an online retailer or supplier, you're well aware that accurate product content drives more sales. However, as your store starts to scale, the harsh reality is that maintaining product description content becomes more and more of a challenge to e-commerce teams. This is a problem Salsify solves. Salsify is a SaaS-based product content management platform built specifically for online retailers and brand owners. I recently took Salsify on a test drive, and here are the glaring advantages e-tailers stand to gain. First, your entire product catalog can be accessed by any department in a centralized hub. Then there's a workflow setup that ensures no fields go amiss when product data is published to multiple channels such as Amazon, your Google Merchants account, or just directly to your e-commerce store. Salsify tells you when it spots missing critical data across your product catalog. It's a flexible and robust product management platform. I recommend if your store and brand products catalog changes often and if you publish to numerous channels. As a 2x e-commerce listener, you can get to trial Salsify for free at salsify.com forward slash 2x. That is S-A-L-S-I-F-Y dot com forward slash 2x. I'll leave more details and a link on this episode's show notes. Hello, guys. Um, My guest on today's show runs... Um, something she's passionate about. Um, it's it's a bikini e-commerce website, and they they sell more, a lot more other things. Uh, the reason I, I I brought her to the show really was to you know talk about how to move a passion to an actual business in an, in such a short period of time. In in two years of business, she has been able to make a lot of strides to build in quite a sizable and viral brand through social media. Um, I'm not going to say too much because she has so much to share, but I'll just, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Candice Gallic. Welcome to the show, Candice. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, I, my, my intro probably hasn't done you enough justice. So could you take um, about um, 30 seconds or a minute to introduce yourself to, to, to our listeners, please? Of course. 
Um, so my name, like you said, is Candice, and I've created a company called Bikini Lux, um, which is actually only about, at this time, just under two years old since our first sale. Um, you know, I grew up here in South Florida, and I've always been in this industry. You know, I was a uh, model almost, um, was kind of my thing, and I needed a more viable career, um, a more long-lasting um, opportunity, and that's kind of how Bikini Lux came about. So um, okay. I'm here to, you know, answer your questions on the bikini world. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. How did you sort of start Bikini Lux? I, 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 I think it started in 2013 um, from, from your bio. Um, how did it sort of – how did you get the idea – and um, how how did you sort of um, you know take action to to building it out? Uh, well, as I touched on, I I was modeling and it, it wasn't really for me. Um, however, I always had an interest in fashion and swimwear, and I lived in the sunshine in a bikini. And I thought, wow, you know, if I give this up, how am I going to keep my closet full of new bikinis all the time? <laughs> and, <laughs> Good drive. <laughs> Right. And I had a few connections here that already, um, they actually were designers and had their own lines. And I was like, you know, I have to put my connections to use and, and make something of this. So in 2013, I, I decided, Hey, I'm going to make this work. And I started the process of creating the company and doing all the, the legal backend things and, and really just learning, um, kind of the, the how to portion. Um, however, I didn't have my first sale until June of 2014, wow. which was actually quite amazing. <laughs> wow. How did you feel? Um, so, so how many months did you go on without a till, till your first sale? Um, it took me a few months to get started, to learn, to understand, um, inventory and, and figure out what brands I really wanted to carry as, um, just starting out. Mm -hmm. Um, but in June of 2014 I sat down at a baseball game and had a hot dog in hand and a, my phone made this little beep and I was like what is that noise I don't know that noise and it was uh, my first sale and I was, I was so excited fantastic it's 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 never been the same again because um you, you you get those beeps every now and then <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah yeah I do now and um it, it's definitely a little bit different <laughs> now turn, turn the, the alerts off <laughs> Right now. Yeah, you know, I was off to the races after that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so um, talking about uh, bikini locks, um, is it a, a high-end luxury? Is, what what is the the value proposition of um of bikini locks? Is it a more high-end, mid-range, or you know, low-end? What, what kind of bikinis and um you know fashion items I'd say because I I've seen it morph to to beyond bikinis. I mean, you, you, you sell um you know you, you sell a wide range of you know other um you know fashion items. <laughs> Of course, yeah. So in the beginning, um, just starting out, I, I had no idea what I was doing really. I was like, okay, well, I like this bikini, so everybody must like this style of bikini. And, you know, I I came out and, and I had to kind of change things because I was like, okay, we're going to sell extra small to medium because that's how things go. But no, that's not how the world works. You have to have a little bit of everything for every, every size, shape, every... Um, style you know not everybody wants the same thing so 
it morphed from a few select styles now into I think now we carry extra small to a D or E cup in some cases mm. or an extra large bottom and um, we offer multiple types of coverage now um, but also we try to feature different price ranges because we do have a customer base that is um, you know it, it ranges we have younger girls who are looking for a, a swimsuit that's going to last them a long time that they can kind of get their their money's worth mm-hmm. and then we're also catering to a clientele that wants their swimwear overnight because they're going on a tropical vacation and they they don't mind spending a little bit more money for for something they're probably only going to wear a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it grew from having a small clientele to now we feature or cater to kind of every everyone. Yeah, I, I you know, the, the point I, I took from there is you are not your customer, you know, um, which 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 is quite interesting, you know, and the fact that you had to sort of expand, um, you know, the, the, the range in the offering. Okay, right. So do you sell your, your brand products or do you curate and sell, you know, well-known brands on, on Bikini Locks? It? Um, we do a little bit of both. Um, however, we mostly sell other brands. Um, you know, you, you get to know a brand and, and their quality and their size and fit and, and you look for it online and that's what our customer really wants. Mm-hmm. Um, I know personally myself, I, I have a brand and I stick to it. You know, that's my size. That's my, my color. Those are my people, you know, so that's what I kind of stick to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also do have a handful of, of pieces that we, we import um, because people like to change it up every once in a while and give a new brand a shot. Mm-hmm. So, it's quite quite interesting because um, you're, you're right up the, you know, um, well, I wouldn't really say cotton edge, but you're you're right there, knowing what demand is. Um, you you understand the the shopping trends of um of your 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 your, your customers, and so you're you're so positioned to, I suppose, um you know um making or producing what um they would like, um given the fact that you know what kind of brands they like. Is 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 that what sort of fits into your um your your own brand um you know bikinis or or, or products or fashion items it's definitely something to keep in mind um however at the time a lot of people confuse this because they think like oh you're bikini lux you must have your own brand of bikinis mm-hmm. um however we don't you know we focus more on like cover-ups or clothing because personally i cannot design a bikini to save my life mm-hmm. i don't know what fits the, the female body um in terms of cutting and patterns and and stretch and I just learned recently that different colored fabrics have a different stretch to them and I can't imagine trying to figure that out so I'm going to leave that to the experts mm-hmm. um, and we just curate those brands because they get it right every time and their customer base loves them for it okay okay that makes a lot of sense okay so um, we're we're in um, February of um, 2016 now, and um, Bikini Locks has grown quite a bit from you know the first sale in, in June of 2014. Could you give listeners an idea of um, the size of your team, your team size as as we speak? And how Currently, yeah. of course. In the beginning, it was just me, myself, and I sitting at my tiny little dining room table, um, handwriting labels and keeping track of um, tracking numbers in a, a notepad, you know, just like furiously doing that. Um, however, very early on, a few of our items um, 
trended virally. And I found myself staying up all night long, um, wondering, you know, like, how am I going to get these 50 orders out overnight? These people, these customers, they want their items and I can't, <laughs> I can't get it to them fast enough. What am I going to do? Um, and I was lucky in the beginning to have the help of a few close friends. Mm. Um, and then very quickly realized, you know what, I need more than just my friend's help. I need to enlist a few good soldiers to help me get through this on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, you know, stretched from working out of my living room to a small office to now we have a warehouse um, here in Miami. And we have, uh, I think, around on a daily basis, six people who come in um, and kind of do SEO, package, all those fun things. But we also enlist a lot of um, virtual employees who work all over the world mm-hmm. uh, at all hours of the day, which is honestly necessary with an online business. You know, nobody wants to ever think that you're closed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we now have a team of, I think, around 30 people um, who are writers or um, SEO ninjas, you know, who... <laughs> Who really get things going? Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so, so um, but definitely yeah, a change. <laughs> absolutely, and in in such a short period of time from you know from the first sale in June, um, so so yeah. kudos you know to 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 the growth. Now, I I think what particularly attracted me to 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 your brand was um your social media reach and um. I suppose that pipes into word of mouth because if, you know, lots of conversations are going on, you know, on social about your brand, you know, that, that is definitely, you know, um, triggering word of mouth, you know, people are talking about it and, um, in almost all cases, it will be positive, a positive experience. Um, so yeah, just looking at your brand, um, 16,000 likes on Facebook, um, you've got 45,000 followers on Twitter. Um, your, your Instagram is, is the, is the most successful with 52,000 followers. And then you, you've also got, um, even on, on Google plus, you know, 5,600 followers. Um, so what does your social media team look like? Um, I think that would be a good starting point. And then we'll talk about a few other things. Of course. So, um, we do focus on social media, um, as I think everyone is aware of at this time, it's not going anywhere. Um, and every channel is becoming more geared towards businesses. Um, you know, Instagram has advertisements now. And um, it's something that you just kind of have to jump on board and, and buckle down and figure it out. Um, but currently, you know, we have a social media manager. We have a few employees that maintain the various accounts and make sure there's a steady flow of posts. Um, on a daily basis, that things look cohesive, they're true to the brand. Um, and, you know, we we use a few different apps to kind of help us get through the day um, and keep track of everything. Um, like Buffer App helps us with our scheduling. Um, and there's one called 460, which is great, which links with our Instagram and allows our customers to shop directly from our Instagram on the website. So, those things are really vital to us okay, okay. at this time. Okay. And um, does you, do, do you do you measure social media reach? And if you do, how how do you do you measure social media reach? Um, we do. Um, I mean, beyond just seeing the obvious, which are you know the number of likes and the number of shares that you get, you can also check. Um, we use Tailwind. Um, the analytics on there allows us to kind of see what's going on. 
Um, and also, you know, Google Analytics, which is pretty vital to any online business. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of do a, a weekly assessment to see what's performing, what's not performing. Um, and you can kind of see, you know, like, does this lace flat of this bikini, does that work well? Or does our customer like more of a, a model and photo shoot? Or do they like more of like a realistic selfie in a mirror kind of thing? And, and it's always changing, but it allows you to keep up with what the customer is enjoying. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I'll, I'll link up to Tailwind um, on the show notes. Okay. How, uh, so, so this is, uh, yeah, the, the, the core question. How did you build up um, such an audience over such a short period of time? Uh, well, you know, we, we got kind of lucky because we have a, a product that everyone loves. You know, women love bikinis. Men love looking at women in bikinis. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of just like a a jackpot, honestly. Um, But (laughs) we've kind of built it up um, between finding a cohesive look for our social media channels and also um, once we started doing our own photo shoots and having our brands um, reshare the images um, to their to their followers because compared to the brands that we carry, our following is very small. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like Frankie's bikinis has like over half a million followers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anytime they repost us, we, we get a little boost. That's always nice. I can see that there. Um, I can see Frankie's the logo on your, on, on your homepage. Okay. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Okay. Frankie's bikinis. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so it's, you're, you're in a segment that naturally attracts <laughs> you know, <laughs> an audience, right. And, um, you're, you're riding the wave, which is fantastic. And, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's natural for, for, um, both men and women to, um, to, to, to like bikinis. So, so, um, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And then you, you, you sort of leveraging off the back of, um, you know, um, photo shoots and um, other brands you, you you work with okay right. so, 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 so go ahead sorry i was gonna say that is true yes okay right um what about the corporation how do you build so how do you how do your social media teams um and this uh, the reason i'm asking this question really is for listeners that um are working with bigger brands with other brands basically and um that want to kind of leverage their 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 relationship with these brands rather than from a sort of merchandising standpoint to to more marketing collaboration so my question is how do your social media team or does your social media team actually cooperate and interact with um with brands such as frankie's bikinis and you know other brands to cross share or to to help you leverage and um your 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 brand you know on on social media was it just a shout out or did you have something um you know concrete on paper to to establish that um you know um right synergy you know i think that a lot of it is um the photo shoots um and in our industry at least um because then you do get the shout outs and you know their customer base likes to see a new um a new look you know, like, for example, some of the brands that we work with, they, they post a lot of the same models, the same looks, the same swimwear, and then we give them some fresh content. Okay. Um, so that's always nice. Also, you know, a lot of these bigger brands, they have representatives that are they're your rep. They're your person to kind of work with and deal with. And, and they're supposed to be there to help you to 
to kind of like um, transfer any, any important information you may need to know or that you may want to pass on. Um, so we utilize our reps um, for everything. You know, if we have a question, if we want a link on their website, like they should all be linking back to you um, in terms of, you know, where to buy. So that's always a great thing also. Yeah, stockist and, you know. Um... Yeah, of course. And that's important. We, we do see traffic from that. Um and you know why people leave and want to go somewhere else? I'm, I'm not really sure, but they do. So take advantage of it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so you you did mention photo shoots, um, and that just pipes into it to my um my my next question, which is you know got to do with content for social media. Um, how how do you schedule and you know manage? Um, photo shoots do you have like an editorial calendar which you know you know has a pipeline of um you know um of photo shoots uh, what does it look like um from, from 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 your perspective from my perspective i think that we do things a little bit differently um but it is a process that is always changing um you know we we try to stay up to date and like there's always a new collection coming out um from one of our brands by the time you get everything up there's something new um, so we try to stay, you know, up to par with what they're doing. Um, but in terms of our photo shoots and models, you know, we've tried to recently we've switched kind of our, our image and our look to be a, a more fit girl, a more healthy, you know, body conscious, um, kind of like a motivational type build, mm-hmm. um, where it's not too skinny, but, you know, um, girls can really look up to them and we've done that. And I think that we've gotten a great response mm-hmm. from that. Um, in terms of, you know, a lot of other companies, they kind of use the size two model yeah. and yeah. we've kind of, yeah, you know, there's just so many different body types and, you know, personally I'm a smaller person, but that doesn't mean that everyone else is. And, you know, I, as I mentioned, I learned that early on, with creating Bikini Lux. So now we use a, a girl that's a little bit more relatable, beautiful girls, but they're not um, necessarily what you would normally see. So we've, we've kind of touched on that to try to set ourselves apart. Um, and I think that girls who are looking for fitness, motivation, or inspiration have kind of landed on our pages, our social media, looking for that. And I think we've gotten a good response. Yes, you, you sure have. You sure have. Um, so, touching base again on um, photo shoots, is it kind of like do, do you have your photo crew, or do you sort of hire you know um, uh, an agency or you know an independent photographer to, to 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 carry out this? Is is it fundamental? Is it like core? You know, kind of like how um, you know when you're you know so running a blog and you, you need some you know writers on staff do, do you have a photographer on staff or is it still sort of outsourced um it is sort of outsourced but we have an interesting team um i wouldn't say that we are the type to kind of just hire anybody and get the job done we use a few close friends of mine that actually i shot with before bikini Lux was even a twinkle in my eye mm. um and they, they're close friends of mine. They understand, you know, what the image is and what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and realistically, I could just give them a handful of bikinis and be like, here, go, go get this done. Like, I trust you to choose the right girl. It could work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it's kind of hard to leave kind of like a comfortable nest like that and, and go and choose someone new and work with an entirely new team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am definitely one. I feel committed to my team, you know, like I used to say photographers, the same makeup artists, they, they get the bikini lux look and, and they get it right. So okay. that's kind of what we've stuck with. Um, I do have a dream team that I've, I've drafted actually just the other day of like, Oh my gosh, one day we're going to use this team of people, this makeup artist, this hairstylist and these models and this photographer. Um, so it probably will change in the future, but for now I'm very comfortable with, um, with some close friends who know how to work a camera. I like that. The dream team, you know, having that official yeah. of a dream team. Awesome. I definitely, I wrote it all out and everything. I was like, one day this will be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Um, and, and then the models, um, they're, they're all, you know, quite, quite attractive. Um, do do you get them? Um, so are they, um, do, do, do you just use them through your um, your photographer or um, do, you, do you have job listings, you know, uh, to, to, to get them on, on board? Uh, this is something that is probably going to change soon as well. Um, however, currently I don't use agency models like most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't know how to say it in, in a positive light. You know, like I've looked and for the body image that we're going after, I just couldn't really find what I was looking for. Um, so I've kind of scouted them through social media. Um, yeah, you know, I just kind of write them and I'm like, listen, I love you. Can I please, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, can I, can you please just come and shoot with us because you're, you're amazing. And it's, we've gotten a pretty good response so far. Um, the beauty about that is, you know, they would have their following on, you know, on, on, on social media and, you know, all of a sudden they're, they're put on, on this platform you know, through bikini locks and there's that affinity with them and their followers. So, so it works as against just, you know, paying someone through an agency and, you know, it being a job to them. Definitely. You know, and, and I'm not saying that we're against that in the future because I have recently found a few girls who are signed to agencies or even some of the girls that I find on social media who are, they literally have like 10 followers a week later, I look at them and then they're signed to them one of the best agencies in Miami. So I think I have an eye for those who are about to blow up. Mm. Um, And sometimes I snag them just before. And then other times, you know, we shoot and then everyone's like, wow, look at this person. Let's sign them. And and they steal them from me and I hate it, but you know, (laughs) it is, it's quite interesting. Very, very, very interesting um, space you're you're in. Um, So when did you start to see, a seismic shift in your social following um in you know in general from 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 the the from the early beginnings um let's see i think with the help of influencers and again the shout outs from larger companies mm-hmm. um just getting the word out there that we're here and we have content that that women like to see um, we've gotten very lucky in terms of other people sharing us socially. Um, so I think that's made a, a huge, a huge change in our social media followings. Um, basically just shout outs. Um, however, you know, we love opportunities like this where people who are listening to your podcast who have no idea who or what Bikini Lux is, they, they may be interested and, and check us out. So there's, there's opportunity everywhere. Um, so we just kind of take advantage of whatever 
whatever new people we can meet, we love to meet them. We like to make new friends. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly brand. Okay, let's let's talk about you, you, you know, influencers. You know, your influencer marketing, and um, you know how influencers have been uh, a, a fundamental part to to your success. Um, was 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 there a, a strategy? Um, who did you kind of reach out to? Um, and what platforms? Obviously, because bikinis are very visual. Um, and yeah, obviously because they're very visual. Um, what platforms did you feel were a natural fit, um, for the brand and how did you start identifying influencers on the platforms to potentially work, um, with bikini locks? Uh, well, it started, I think, um, probably just from my own followers to begin with, um, the people that I was personally following, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Um, I had a, a small grouping of people that I was interested in what they were saying. I was interested in what they were wearing. Um, and people tend, uh, fashion bloggers especially, tend to blow up out of nowhere. <laughs> like you'll be following them one day and, and they're like, oh, they have, you know, 500 followers. That's awesome. I love them. They're great. And then you look next week and they're like shooting a Neutrogena commercial. Like you have no idea what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> so... I kind of scouted just through my own list of people who were interesting. And then, you know, we found some on YouTube or girls started writing us and they were like, you know, I really love your brand. I would love to collaborate with you. Um, these are my stats and I think we'd be a good match. And we honestly, the inbox is full of brand ambassadors and affiliates and people looking for collaborations on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not everything is you know, a, a smart business move to, to um, kind of go after. But there are people out there who who do fit the brand and do fit the image. So um, a lot of them just kind of fall into our lap, and that's that's always nice. Yeah, it's, it's that attraction and, you know, putting the right, you know, things out there to um, – the right messaging out there to, to attract um, your, your, your target influencers. So you, you, you touch base on, on two platforms, um, YouTube, which is surprising because that never even popped up in my radar um, prior to um, doing some research um, for, for this um, interview, and um, Instagram, which which is a given. I mean, it's, it's the biggest platform. So how, how did you just reach out to the – what did the YouTube influencers do for you? Did you send um, them, you know, um, you know, samples and then they, they did some unboxing for, for, for some of your – um, your products or how, how did it look like um, your YouTube yeah. engagement a lot of them have personal blogs as well as YouTube channels okay. um, and it's always interesting for me to see that they may have hundreds of thousands of viewers on YouTube and then their Instagram has only like 400 followers like the, they don't always translate from channel to channel mm. um, so you kind of have to do your research and, and really see who's got what going on Um and especially, you know, not everyone uses Twitter. Not everyone uses um, Facebook. So um, the YouTubers, they do um, unboxing or, or what's in my bags or like, oh, these are my essentials or this is the new um, pair of sunglasses I got from Bikini Lux and they link back to you. Um, and sometimes they also do a blog post about it um, and link back to the product. Um, and some of them are affiliates where they can make money off of their posts and their sales. And, and that's always amazing. Um, we've even seen some fashion bloggers who um, we found via Pinterest. Um, and I think we have like 
1 million <laughs> Pinterest um, impressions every month. Mm-hmm. And we've um, gained a few people from there and they, they have a following as well. You know, they, you can see someone who you don't think some like a, an influencer who you don't think is, is that high, for example, like let's say that you only gauge people based on the number of followers mm-hmm. and this person has 500 followers. If those 500 people are engaged and truly care about what she's wearing and where she got it, you can lead to more sales um, versus say like an Instagram model who has 500,000 um, followers, but they're all men who just want to see her in a bikini, mm-hmm. you know? They're not not going to exactly buy or transact with with bikini locks, are they? Right. You know, we do have a great male clientele, don't get me wrong, but you just have to kind of gauge these these influencers and and see, you know, like, are the comments, are people asking, hey, where did you get that top? I love what you're wearing or uh, stuff like that versus, hey, you're hot, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't... You have to kind of pick. You can't just be. You can't judge a book by its cover. Basically. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so um, I can. So, just you know, putting it in perspective, if if I was a YouTube blogger and I was female, and I had an audience of say a thousand, you know, um, subscribers who. Um, listen to every word I say and my recommendations. I like my style, and you know, all of a sudden I'm presenting them a product from your store. You, 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 you may get, you know, a, a handful of sales. But if you know, I, I was a model on the other hand, and you know, um, I, you know, people just like me for being quote unquote hot on Instagram. You know, yes. um, not many people really <laughs> looking at the brand of the bikinis I'm wearing. It's, it's just my, my, you it's know, my, the way I look. So, so it makes a lot of sense. And it's very true. And you know, a lot of them themselves cannot distinguish that. You know, they just say, "Hey, do you want to work with me? I have a quarter million followers." And it's like, well, yeah, that's great, but they don't care what you're wearing. So, no, I don't. Who are they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you have to choose wisely. Okay. That, those are really, really good points on influencer marketing. Um, but so what are your um, top channels? Because, um, you know, there, there's so many platforms and, and social media and, you know, time is is um, a finite resource. So, so how do you prioritize on platform and where are you seeing the biggest returns from an influencer marketing standpoint? And we, we really do focus a lot of our time on Instagram and Pinterest. Um, you know, we've, we've seen that um, Instagram, we can see immediately. Um, we post an image and we see that item sold directly after. Um, you know, so you can kind of tell. Um, also, with the help of that app for 60 I told you about, you yes. can see exactly where they came from. So they came from our buy it now page, which is our 460 page. So you can kind of see, Hey, this person saw the image, came to the website and bought it because we posted it. Um, the same, you know, kind of goes for Pinterest. The people on there, I think are, are ready to buy. They see something and, and they're ready to buy versus some other websites where they may just collect images. That That is interesting. Cause, um, I, uh, you know, there's, there's a, preconception um or yeah in um we 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 think in in market well a lot of marketers think that um you know um 
traffic from social media is more transitionary. Um, most people are on social media to converse and to consume content um, as against, um, you know, the direct response of, I want to buy a bikini, you know, on Google, you know, how much bikinis to buy a brand or whatever. Um, it, it is very, very fascinating that you're getting, um, you know, sales from, from Instagram um, directly. I have two questions off the back of that um, observation or, or the point you've made. Um, the first question is how instant is the um, is the purchase from a post on Instagram and um, what device are they using um, for, for these um, purchases? Are they uh, purchasing on their mobiles or um, are they sort of clicking through um, bookmarking and then, you know, tr- closing um, the, the, the purchases on their desktops? What, what does it look like um, from your perspective? You know, I think that Instagram posts have a short lifespan um, with the help of the 460 app that we're utilizing. It does live a little bit longer on our website um, because if you go to the page, you can see many of the previous posts. Okay. Um, and of course, on your Instagram page, it stays up there. So if people were to scroll, they can still come up, come, kind of find it. Um However, for them to see it on their feed and for it to be, you know, very relevant, the, the lifespan and the, the time between post and purchase is within a few minutes. Mm. Um, and that's also probably when you're more likely to realize, hey, this came directly from that post. You know, that you could that could happen in the future, but you're not going to put two and two together because you've already made 10 other posts. Mm. Um, also, in terms of... Uh, Where was I going? The, the devices. Um... The devices, right. We can see kind of what our our customer base is shopping on. And and it looks like it's almost even on most days, you know, like around 50% of people are shopping on a mobile device. Um, so it's imperative that your your website be, you know, ready for that. It has to look good on both a, a desktop and also a mobile phone. It has to be easy to navigate. Um, and the content, you know, has to, has to flow. Mm. So I think that the people, the customer base is shopping on both. I mean, personally, I feel more comfortable purchasing on a desktop, um, just because it's easier for me to put everything in, but you know, the generations that are coming up now where they don't, maybe they don't even have a desktop. Maybe they mostly use a a cell phone. Um, and with uh, different forms of payment like Amazon payments and PayPal, you don't even have to have a card in hand any longer. You can just kind of like one click and you're done. So phones are definitely coming in strong these days. Okay. 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 And I assume if, um, you know, they're comfortable hanging out for, you know, for hours and end on um, social media on their mobiles, um, they, they should be, if, you know, the mobile experience is, is decent, is just as decent as their social media experience, they, they should, you know, not have any problems actually, you know, making a purchase through through their mobiles. Um, exactly. And they're also waiting, you know, a lot of your, a lot of your day is spent waiting. You're waiting at a red light, you're waiting at a doctor's office, you're, um, you're waiting for some sort of meeting or you're waiting for your coffee and you're on your phone and you're bored and, you know, you end up on Instagram, you end up on some sort of social media app and, and everyone is selling to you all the time. You know, people don't even realize it any longer that they're being sold to constantly. So 
Mm. It only makes sense that they would end up purchasing while on a mobile phone. Okay, okay, okay. It makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm on. Um, I just started to follow Bikini Locks on um, Instagram, by the way. And um, I, you. So how does it integrate? Because I, I can't see a call to action um, on each post or you know link obviously instagram doesn't allow links so so how does um 460.com sorry 40 is it 460 yes 460 f-o-r-60-s-i-x-t-y dot com integrate with um with with instagram okay so as you mentioned there are no links um in the caption for each post um but you're allowed to have one in your bio um, and you can have it go directly to your main page of your website for us to be www.bikinilux.com. However, if this customer sees a photo and they have no idea what the product name is, they have no idea, you know, how to navigate your website, how to find this, the chance that they're actually going to locate it and complete a purchase, the, you know, it's a pretty low percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, we use that one link in our bio to go directly to our buy it now page. And when you do that, which I'm doing right now, um, you can see all of our Instagram images. And if you click on, um, like one of the images. So clever. Um, um, so it takes you to the landing page for the, um, 4060 store which um, right. showcases every single item on your feed. And then right. there's, so a, there's a where to buy. It's kind of like, you know, when you're reading a magazine and um, there's a lookbook in a magazine and they, they tell you um, shoes by you know um, Zara um, exactly. and, and they give a price. And then this just takes you straight to, to buy on the mobile. Yeah. So it takes you um, directly to that and it, it um, you can link um, multiple different products in the same picture and it'll take you to those exact products. Yes. yes. Um, okay. So, you know, it's up to you to kind of like go in there and set it up to where it actually goes to the product, but it's definitely worth it. Right. It's better that you put the work in and, and locate the product than having your customer look for it and they have no idea what they're looking for. Okay. So I suppose um, when you're creating um, sort of um, images for, so when you're posting to Instagram, you'd probably also need to post to 4060.com or it probably picks it up from your Instagram feed, but you'd still need to sort of add um, links, product links and um, uh, and product titles on 4060 um, as part of your workflow process. Okay. Yeah, correct. You do need to go on there currently. Um, However, this app, just like every other app, is constantly changing. They're constantly bettering themselves. So I wouldn't doubt it that in the future there's going to be some sort of cookie in every image and it allows it to like automatically update for you because, okay. let's face it, everybody wants an app that does it all. So <laughs> yeah, true. I, I wouldn't be surprised if one day I didn't have to go in there and do that any longer. <laughs> <laughs> and what does it cost um, for 460 You know what? I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Uh, wait, actually, I think it's oh, around twenty five fifty. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Um, so it's it's definitely not it's not expensive, yeah. um, and it pays for itself. It's fifty bucks, um, and then there's a hundred and a three hundred um dollar. They're 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 basically three tiers, really. Yeah. Okay. So really, really yeah. good stuff. So tracking back to social media, and um, and influencer marketing, um. Do you encourage your customers um, to send photos of um, of themselves wearing your brand, um, wearing your 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 products, bikinis, or like? 
Definitely we do. Um, like I said, shout outs are the best form of, you know, getting new customers and there's nothing more important to somebody than getting a recommendation from one of their close friends. Mm. Um, you know, like if your best friend was to say, Hey, you know what? Um, I love this brand of men's swim trunks. They fit really well. They're comfortable. They've lasted me forever. You should check them out. You're probably going to look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if some of the girls that purchase from us um, do take pictures at the beach, which the majority of them do while they're out or having fun with their friends, and they repost it, um, we tell them to tag us and to hashtag Bikini Lux. Mm-hmm. Um, or we even have a new one, Bikini Lux Babe. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah um and then we'll send them a ten dollar gift card uh-huh okay and so there's there's um there's a reward okay 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 definitely you know everybody wants a reward um and and we don't mind because we love to see our customers wearing something that they purchased from us um and if and if that's what we need to offer for them to give a recommendation to every single one of their followers, then then that's what has to be done. So I, I suppose <clears throat> I suppose the shout outs with um with with with, with customers actually wearing you know your products in in, in beautiful settings, um, along with um the the photo shoots, the standard photo shoots you need for e commerce actually just fuel the content um, across social media for for bikini locks. Yes, you know. You want to get your name out there any way that you can. You know, we we even have um, little stickers that we have in the warehouse. And sometimes I have a little handful in my purse and I'll just, have you ever gone to one of those restaurants or bars where they put stickers all over the walls? Um, Well, maybe you haven't, but they do exist. (laughs) (laughs) Especially here in Miami, they do exist. Um, So we, you know, we put our name everywhere. Um, there's a dartboard somewhere that has a bikini luck sticker on it. You know, <laughs> there's um there's a small bar in in the Keys um, called the No Name Bar, and it's the walls are covered in dollar bills. Um, and there's a dollar bill on there that says bikinilux.com, and somebody wrote us and said, Hey, you know what? Um, I'm sitting in this bar in in Key West, and I saw this dollar bill that says bikini lux, and I just wanted to write you and say hi, like. Um, so anywhere you can get your name out there is ideal. It's just, yeah, just being out there and being in as many places as possible. I was just looking at, um, the, the bikini locks, um, babe, um, um, hashtag on Instagram and they're just loads and loads of happy customers here. Okay. There are, and you know what, also other brands have jumped in there and, and tried to steal our bikini Lux glory, um, by using our hashtag, which we don't appreciate, which is why we made bikini Lux babe, because it's a little more geared towards us. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a fascinating, you know, um, business given the fact that, um, a lot of it is driven by social and your customers. So, so, um, you know, good, good on you. Right. So, so um, let's move on to, to, to customer service. How, how do you view customer service at um, Bikini Locks? It's something that is vital to every online business. Um, I'm sure, obviously, brick and mortar stores focus on it as well. Um, however, something that we learned early on is that it is much easier to keep repeat customers than it is to always be searching for new ones. Um, and one way to keep these these women coming back is to provide them with a service that they feel is up to par, you know, like they want to have 
and easy checkout process. They want any answers or any questions they may have answered in a, a quick a quick manner. They want to get their package in a, a short period of time and they want the product to look the way that it does online. Mm-hmm. Um, so customer service is, is very important to us. Um, it's something that is always changing. Um, but, you know, currently we try very hard to to not only offer a great experience, but to go above and beyond. Okay, okay. And I suppose you're, you're everywhere. You cover all bases, phone, email, chats. Um... Yep, we, we have a live chat option on the website as well that's on um, whenever they're in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking at a page and you have a question, you know, like, is this going to fit me? You can reach out to us right away and get us there live. Okay. Um, but we do... No, we kind of do everything. We even have girls reaching out to us on social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, to ask questions, especially Twitter. Twitter is now um, uh, an avenue for for customer service, you know, teams to to um, to, to take on um, you know complaints head on, you know, um, before they escalate really, and and Facebook, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, they put them out there really quickly, and they, they know that's how they're going to get an answer. <laughs> exactly, because it's out there in the open, and um, yeah, right. it's a matter of time response times and Facebook is actually puts in a feature, you know, um, on pages, which um, puts average response time, um, which, which is quite interesting in itself. I mean, let's talk about, um, yes, indeed. Um, let's talk about, um, the, you know, customer service asset extends to the unboxing experience, um, and what your thoughts are, whether you, um, you, you, you pay special attention on packaging and how customers receive their goods, you know, um, yeah. What, what's your approach at uh, Bikini Locks? You know, um, as someone who gets a lot of packages on a daily basis between my own online shopping addiction with Amazon prime <laughs> <laughs> or, um, you know, our inventory that's coming in, I see a lot of packaging and it's, you know, a lot of it's very boring, um, I'm tired of brown boxes and, and bubble wrap and, and you know, invoices telling me, hey, you just spent all your money on, <laughs> on a bunch of things you don't need from Amazon. Um, so our unboxing experience is slightly different. Um, we send things out in um, these bubble mailers that are metallic, they're shiny, they're, they're pretty. You know, you see it in your mailbox, you know what it is. Um, we have... Not only that, but inside, instead of items being in one of those like flimsy plastic bags, everything is wrapped nicely in these fabric bags. Um, you have inserts in there that are um, telling you, "Hey, um, your package is going to come in two different two different packages, and it has a beautiful girl on it." Um, there are no packing slips, which may confuse some people. With um, People aren't used to getting the packages that I do. They're very boring. Here's your, your receipt, your invoice, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we kind of like to keep our packaging to feel almost as if it's a gift to yourself. Mm. You know, when you open it up, it's wrapped nicely. We even spritz the packages. I know this is going to sound slightly ridiculous. We spritz them with a, fra- a fragrance. Oh, wow. um, so that when you yeah, so that when you open it, it smells nice. You know, you want to feel like you went to a boutique and had this whole experience without having to leave your living room. Mm-hmm. Um, so packages from Bikini Lux come to you as a gift. Um, and any invoices, packing slips, those deals are all sent via email, um, which is also more friendly for the environment. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So we try to go that route. Um, however, I do have a funny story about the fragrance thing. I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. Um, we, we once had a customer say, you know what? I think that somebody wore my outfit. It smells like perfume. Oh no. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's so right. right I, yeah. And we had to explain it to her and then we had to change, you know, from the scent that we may think smell good to something that's more, you know, like, um, clothing friendly maybe. So, um, <laughs> to, to make you feel new and, and okay. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, no, it's the total opposite. <laughs> Oh, so here we are trying to make something different and they're like what are you doing yeah. this like did you wear this <laughs> yeah and actually taking action on, on their feedback to it's actually interesting to, to iterate right mm-hmm. i'm just on um on youtube um and i suppose and perhaps after the show you could um you could send um if you have any um photographs of your you know, of your um of how of your unboxing of your of your, your packaging so we could share oh. in, on the um, on on the blog post um on the show notes of, of this episode that would be quite interesting I'll try to I'll, I'll, I'll check youtube out later to see if any of the bloggers actually you know um featured an unboxing so we'll just um you know link up to that from, from the show notes okay of course i can always send it to you as well oh, brilliant brilliant okay um right so what part of the do, do you think unboxing the unboxing experience as well you know as um which is a given you know great customer service you know in terms of answering questions um leads on to you know um creating a memorable brand um, for customers and, and repeat customers? I think it definitely does. You know, when you open it, it does feel like a gift. It's nice. You know, you're not, there's no receipt in your face that says, Hey, you just spent $400 on this bikini. You're going to wear once. No, it's, Oh my gosh, this, this is so beautiful. Look, it's I can't wait to wear it. I can't wait to take it on vacation. You know, it's a very kind of positive experience. Um, so I think that it does lead to repeat customers. Um, I can't say that, you know, because my Amazon purchases don't come in a pretty box, I don't buy from them. But I think that when they they do come nicely wrapped, um, like for example, sometimes we include handwritten notes in some of the packaging, um, which I, I personally love to send out. Like we include free gifts. We include, um, sometimes sunglasses, body chains, um, little small jewelry pieces, just kind of as a, Hey, thank you so much. We really appreciate you as our customer. Um, and there are tons of articles that you can find online where, where businesses have seen a lot of success from that. Um, and, and that does lead to a repeat customer because they feel like they're getting their, their money's worth and they feel appreciated and valued. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. It's, it's a whole, um, you know, um, surprise and delight. Um, element okay all right good stuff good stuff okay um let's quickly move on to um instagram you know just, um, your, your instagram management because i think that has been the most successful platform if i'm right for bikini locks um so um yeah how often do, do you update um the the instagram um your instagram profile or page um our main page we try to update at least I would say up to 10 times a day. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, it obviously wasn't as much. And even now it's, it's not always 10 times a day, but like I said, they have a, a short lifespan. People are posting all the time when, when they're following, you know, hundreds of people, even thousands of people, your post 
may or may not be seen. So you want to give yourself as many chances to be seen as possible, but not in a spammy way. Um, you know, it's, it's not Facebook. So you don't want to upload an entire album because realistically who wants to look at an entire album of what you have, you know, Mm -hmm. not that many people. So we try to do around five to 10 posts a day. Well, that's, um, that, that, yeah, that's, it's heavyweight. Okay. And, and then what tools do you, um, use to make this process easy, you know, uploading 10, 10 photos a day? Um, you know, I wish that there was something that would go in and post for us. Um, it's coming, it's in the works. <laughs> um, however, we do use a number of apps that help us to kind of get our posts in line or, or edit our images, or make a quick banner. Um, and some of those things are like just some quick editing. Like if you take a snap with your with your cell phone and you want to edit it really quickly before you put it up, there's some things like Afterlight or Facetune, which is really popular, um, or something that has more graphics and text. We use um, Font Candy just to add some basic text to an image. Like if you want to write sale on it or um, like currently we're having a Valentine's Day sale, so I'll probably make something up with that. But okay. um, those things make it easy, and and once you get to know or get the hang of using them, then they come in handy on a daily basis. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what about um content ideas? Uh, you know, for for ten posts, um, you know, a day, um, you <laughs> the 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 you know um content is so so we're talking about um you know. S- pretty much um 70 you know, at least 70 um photographs a, a week um so, so right. who comes up with the ideas you know you still need to caption them you still need to hashtag them um yeah it's it's an awful lot um so, so how, who comes up with the ideas and um how how does your pipeline look do, do you do you have like um a pipeline of posts for the next one month or um or are they slightly shorter um you know um it's pipeline? definitely a it's definitely a shorter um, time span, at least for us. Um, we're definitely not planned out a month ahead. Um, there's so much that changes for us on a daily basis in terms of trends. You know, like you might wake up one day and, and have no idea that one of the Kardashians is wearing one of the swimsuits you sell and all, all of a sudden you're completely sold out. Um, so that's something that you would have to like obviously sneak into your, your daily posting is, Oh my gosh, there's this person with millions of followers that's wearing a swimsuit that we sell. Um, so it's definitely not planned out a month ahead, but we do have, um, someone who manages each account who understands the brand image and tries to keep a cohesive look. You know, we, we transfer between, um, pictures of beautiful locations to like tropical looking fruit, which you'll see a lot of on there currently um, to pictures of Agua Bendita swimwear. Um, we try not to make everything so salesy um, just because people don't really want to be, well, I find that people don't want to be sold to constantly. They want to feel as if they're part of something and that they're following an account because they actually like the content. And if they happen to buy, it's their own decision. Mm -hmm. They don't want to feel like it's being shoved down their throat constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, So we try to keep it with a very like colorful, bright, um, almost like gypsy wanderlust kind of feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And the, the people managing the accounts all understand that. So they, they know what to look for. And they sometimes we, we repost other images or, you know, we edit ours to, to look a certain way. That's yeah. how they manage that. Yeah, it, it seems like it's it's a lifestyle. You know, you're you're um, you're communicating on um, on Instagram, and yeah, it appeals to to a certain kind of um, you know cost well person, and those happen to be your customers. It's just yeah, it's it's hard yeah. work. It's, it's it's there's a lot of graft in it. Um, yeah, and um, yeah. yeah, and also choosing brands to sell which fit that that look. You know, you. It's a lot easier to repost images when they they have the same goal, you know. Exactly. So it's nice. Exactly, exactly. It makes it makes a lot of sense. Okay, um, talking about demographics, you know, you, we touched base um, a bit on um, an Instagram, you know, um, influencer babe and Instagram that's got you know lots of male followers. Um, just out of curiosity, um, from your um, do you, what what do your demographics of followers look like um, across the board? You know, I am always, I'm always amazed by this. Um, and sometimes you realize it and sometimes you don't. Um, menswear is, is pretty new for us. It's something that we kind of added on. It's like, hey, you know, while girls are looking at the site, maybe they'll find something they like for their boyfriend or husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something happened where we started getting all these, these male customers and they were buying not only swimsuits for themselves, but coming on and solely buying swimwear and cover-ups for, for I guess the lucky lady in their life um and we have I think it's always changing but I want to say like 25% of our sales are men um yeah and and they're not always buying for themselves a lot of times they're buying for someone who I'm assuming they're going on vacation with mm-hmm. um it's a gift a lot of people come to us for gifts we get that a lot like they email us like hey can you please get this to me by this date it's a gift and I really want it to be special um how do they figure out sizes <laughs> um sometimes it's a little bit difficult and you know we can send pictures back and forth or, or send links and be like well does she look like this girl or this girl and and can you sneak into our closet and see what the sizes on the on the tags say um we do offer a, a wide range of help in that area <laughs> um, but, you know, we also do offer exchanges and returns. So as long as they leave some time in between, then we can figure it out for them. Okay, okay. Um, so being mindful of your time, um, I, I was curious to to know what your thoughts are. And, um, you know, I, I'd say they're, um, they're secondary um, social media platforms um, outside of, you know, the Facebooks, the Pinterest, um, the Twitters and the like. Um, so poorly poor, if that's how it's pronounced. Um, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's Polyvor Wanilo. I think it might be. I've always called it Wanilo, but I think it might be Wanilo. Wanilo, exactly. So, so how do those? I think I might have even corrected people and told them the wrong word. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what are your thoughts on um, on both platforms um, from a commerce standpoint and reach also? um, Okay, awesome. So. in the beginning of the business, we focused more on Polyvore um, because we heard that so many people had such a great success with it. Um, and we did as well. You know, we, we trended and, and some items of ours were being used in, in sets hundreds of times over again, um, even thousands of times. Um, but with Polyvore, we didn't see sales from those 
those actions, you know, like that's one of the websites that at least for our business, we consider um, to be more of a sharing website. You know, they, they clip the image, they make a polyvore set out of it. And that's kind of where that ends. Mm. Um, you know, Pinterest, we, oh, I'm sorry, we're not talking about Pinterest, we're talking about Wanilo. Um, Wanilo, I think is a little bit different because the girls on there, they are buyers. You know, we've seen some success from there. Definitely. Yeah, they're, they're on there. They're collecting images. And then I think they make it so easy to buy there. I think it's like within one or two clicks, you can mm-hmm. purchase an item. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do see, see a lot of sales from there. Um, however, their, their business model is like a one click buy. So you don't have a, a shopping cart. Mm-hmm. So they tend to be one item purchases. Um, okay. So it's a little bit different, you know, like from your from your um, e-commerce website where people can buy a multitude of items at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do see that the one elo purchases do have a kind of like a lower a lower price point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's always that's okay too because they can lead to being repeat customers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that we choose kind of one elo, one elo, whatever you want to say. Um, in terms of an e-commerce, so it's, it's a really um, commerce centric um, um, social platform. Okay, so it's social yeah, it commerce is. in its sense, in the full sense of it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's great, and I even have a few friends um, who have decided that they wanted to create e-commerce websites as well, um, and it's something that I recommend to them just starting out because they have a following. They have women on the website searching for things to buy. Okay. Um, Versus, you know, just being a, a separate site with no one looking for you. Interesting. I, um, I, I just published an episode with um, uh, an investor in Wanilo and hopefully he may, um, he, he, well, he, we, we, we hope to, to speak with, um, with, with someone from Wanilo, perhaps a founder or something. Um, um, I have a few friends with the company. I've um, made friends with a lot of them throughout this whole business. So um, if you'd like, I can send you over um, the info for maybe like the head of communications or so. That, that would be brilliant. Um, I appreciate it. Thanks. And what about Pinterest? What are your thoughts on on Pinterest? Is it has it helped with um, with direct sales um, for for bikini locks yet? Yeah, Pinterest. We do see sales from there. Um, you can tell kind of from the analytics of the website. Um, it's we pay in everything. <laughs> um, I think the Tailwind app has made that so much easier for us. Um, I could. Before we would be sitting, the team just clicking and clicking and clicking, adding things to different groups and and trying to get the pictures out there. And now um, that app Tailwind has really made it kind of like a a one or two click process, and it's made it much better. Um, but we do see sales from Pinterest definitely, um, and I think that we've had so many impressions on there that there's there's almost no way that you wouldn't see sales from there. <laughs> we have, there's a, there's a lot of viewers, so. Okay. 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 Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Um, 
I'll just wrap up with, with, with some questions on PR and, and SEO. But prior to that, I learned that Google, um, at a certain point in time, got in touch with you for a potential interview. Um, and they posted you a laptop to, to talk. And you, you said that was a moment for the point in time you realized um, you, you, you'd gone viral. Could you, you know, tell, could you shed some more light on, on that experience, please? Yeah, of course. Um, that was closer to the beginning of, um, of Bikini Lux. And, you know, I went to the post office to go pick up all the packages. And there's this, this giant shiny box and it was white and beautiful. And it just said Google right across the front of it. And I'm looking around like, did somebody order this? Like, what did you guys order? And no one had any answer. Um, and I'm like, well, I didn't order anything from Google. So, you know, I get home and, and open it up and there's a laptop. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> um, and there's a, a little note in there and it, it mentioned, I don't remember word for word now, but that they had noticed us and wanted to send us a laptop to communicate. Uh, I think it was like a face chat thing. <laughs> uh, Hangouts, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Google Hangouts. They wanted to communicate with us and, and offer us a um a marketing team, like an AdWords okay. specialist team, something strange like that. And it's something I had never heard of. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, that's that's kind of cool. Like, because Google AdWords, everyone struggles with that. You know, it's mm. it's like when you're going to university and you're trying to figure out your student loan process by yourself mm. and you have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Google AdWords is to me. <laughs> um, so having someone come in and say, hey, we're going to give you a team that's going to do that for you. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so that's how that started. Um, and they gave us uh, a digital strategy team for 14 weeks or something like this to set up all of our AdWords. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, and it was great because it allowed me um, to better understand the whole process. You know, I went through step by step with them, like why you would do something versus doing something else um negative keywords and and all sorts of things so um it was great in that aspect um however after the whole process i kind of decided that we wanted to take bikini lux in a more organic route yeah. um it, and yeah. not really pay per click yeah. so the, the challenge with 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 um with adwords um and growing businesses in fashion is it's pretty text-based and, and that's why they brought in the product listing ads, a PLA ads, you know, in, in, in there. I wrote a blog post about, you know, why SEO, well, no, well, SEO and PPC would not necessarily grow your fashion brand and why you need other, you know, aspects and everything we sort of touch base on today, um, you know, um, is, is, is exactly what, um, yeah, what, what you should be doing, you know, social, you know, um, the unboxing experience, customer experience, you know, customer experience and working with influencers and just making yeah. customers happy and driving repeat business, which, which is just, you know, brilliant. Um, so Definitely. Yeah. And they are a visual customer. So the visual, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So really, really quickly, um, PR and SEO, what are your thoughts, you know, generally on PR? You did mention you have an SEO team. Um, so, so how do you, have you also got like a PR team? What, what are your thoughts on how SEO integrates with PR? Um, to begin with, um, a few of our the brands that I work with here um, recommended 
PR agencies um, here in Miami, Miami Beach that they worked with that they thought were amazing. Mm. Um, and when I was kind of debating that, um, I had a few interviews with them and went and spoke to some of the, the more influential and um, influential PR people in Miami. And I just honestly didn't, none of them kind of struck me to be exactly what I was looking for. You know, they were offering me things like, oh, we can get you posted in, in this magazine and they'll, they'll quote you in, in this printed magazine and here you'll be on this flyer. And, and I was just like, you know, we're an online only business. When I look at a magazine, I don't run to a computer and type in that information and try to hunt it down on the website. Like that's not really going to lead to sales for me. So we couldn't really find a PR agency here that was um, focused on online only businesses because um, we were more concerned about link backs and, and um, I don't know, just kind of everything but what they were offering. <laughs> um, so we created an in-house PR team um, that started with some PR majors um, and PR interns kind of how it started. And we've seen great success with that because, you know, they, they understand what we're looking for. Um, it's more cost effective. And I honestly think that now we're getting the type of backlinks that we've always wanted and needed because our team understands that, you know, they're not, um, for, for example, we recently were on the front cover of a major magazine Bikini Lux um, was mentioned as the provider of the entire ensemble, and we didn't have a single sale from that. Mm. Um, however, you get one link on, on a fashion blog, and you see 10 or 20 sales. So, mm. um, you know, we created our in-house PR team that kind of fits exactly what we're looking for. Mm. Um, and in, in the future, it may be different. We may find someone who kind of has something to offer in terms of SEO and, um, and backlinks, but right now we haven't. You've done a pretty good job. Um, you know, you have a, a domain authority of 45 for a two-year-old, you know, um, company. That, that is a feat. That, that's good. You know, many, you know, um, companies are struggling. They'll be in the twenties and two years of business and e-commerce, especially, um, you know, prior to the interview, you sent me links and I also saw links from, you know, things like foundersguide.com, freehand.com voices. So you're doing a bit of, um, B2B PR, um, in the entrepreneurship, you know, space, just like you're, you're, you're appearing here on, on 2X e-commerce. And then there's also, you know, the, the fact that you're showcased on, you know, on, on fashion blogs and, um, you know, fashion magazine websites, online magazine. So, so it's, it's, it's pretty good job so far. And that's why I said, I just had to talk about, you know, um, you know, PR and SEO, cause that, that definitely is helping with, um, some natural organic, um, SEO traffic, I suppose. Yeah, it definitely does help um, having, you know, a strong PA and, and DA ranking. It does, you know, Google trusts us. They they see that we're important, that people are talking about us, and it allows us to rank well for, for terms that are related to our niche, you know, like um, luxury bikini, high-end bikini, even designer bikini. Um, you know, it allows us to kind of get ahead of the game. And a lot of a lot of um, our competition, they're not really focusing on on things like that. They just allow it to kind of happen naturally. Um, and I think that it will happen naturally in time, which it is something that we really do work towards and um, and put a lot of effort into. 
Yeah, and I, you know, just to to um to 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 add to what you said, you know, this is not the holy grail of the business. You know, the business is thriving on you know other 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 forms of um you know other sources of of traffic and exposure, which just diversify. So, yeah, I I just it shows the health of the business because you're not relying on one single channel to 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 get customers in the door, and people are talking about the brand, which which is. Great. Right. You know, you wouldn't want to put all of your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. You know, things are always changing. Um, and you don't want, one day you don't want to wake up and, and see your sales are at zero and be like, well, why did that happen? And realize that all of your hard work has been ruined because of something like a, an algorithm change. Exactly. 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 Okay. Okay. Um. So wrapping up, we're in the final stage of the um of, of this interview, and um this is why I, I do this with every guest. It's called the lightning round, and they're evergreen questions. Um. So I ask a question, and then if you can answer in a sentence or two, that would be brilliant, please. Okay. So how do you hire people? Um. We post ads on websites such as um, fashionista.com, Indeed, um. And something uh, internships.com, I think it is. Okay, okay. What are your three indispensable tools for managing bikini locks? Um, for customer service, that would be Freshdesk. Mm-hmm. And um, for influencers, it'd be Ninja Outreach. And um, for shipping, it would be Shippo or GoShippo.com. Okay, brilliant. What has been your best mistake to date? By that, I mean a setback that's given you the biggest feedback. Mm, you got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It's, it's a recurrent theme. Reaction. <laughs> I swear I was prepared for that question and now I'm not. That's okay. Uh, let's come back to that one. <laughs> okay. All right. What one piece, just one piece of um, advice would you, can you give to e-tailers listening, keen on, you know, 10 X in or, you know, growing their business as fast as you have, um, through social media and, you know, influencers and word of mouth. Um, I would say create a brand image or brand personality and stick to it. Be cohesive. Be cohesive. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Um, if you could choose a single book or resource that's made the highest impact on, on how you view building a business and um, growth, which would it be? <laughs> um, I'm slightly addicted to TED Talks only because they provide a, a view into a wide range of different areas that you don't even know exist sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Good one. Good one. Good one. Right. Um, Good stuff. Um, Candice, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show um, to, 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 to share your insights on, on how you've built Bikini Locks um, to, to this point um, through very clever, very customer centric, you know, um, um, yeah, the very customer centric um, social media not just in social media engagement it's been it's been it's been fantastic having you on the show candice thank you so much for having me i had a great time okay thank you so thank you guys for sticking to the very end of the show and hope you found candice's insights and building a social media presence for an e-commerce store inspiring and that you've been able to pick up a few tactics 
so you can immediately start applying to your online retail business because you know taking action is the only way to move the sales needle. Um, to download the show notes and read the full transcript, head over to 2xecommerce.com and for updates on tips on how to grow your store, just be sure to sign up to the 2x e-commerce um, email list. Until the next show, guys, do have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X E-Commerce. To help you get more actionable insights and e-commerce growth hacks that will help you 2X your online retail business, hop over to 2xecommerce.com. It's a blog dedicated to e-commerce and multi-channel marketing run by the show's host, Kunle Campbell. 2xecommerce.com is packed full of articles and guides to help increase traffic to your store, increase repeat purchases, and average order value. Thanks for listening. Visit 2xecommerce.com. Wow.